I've been traveling with some of my family this week, moving up the coast from New York to Newport, Rhode Island, to Cape Cod, and now in Vermont. I listen often to a fitness podcast and have come to really respect and admire the host whose expertise is unimpeachable and whose routines and programs are sustainable at all levels. As we were planning our vacation, I discovered that this podcaster would be holding a morning exercise boot camp on the Cape Cod island of Nantucket while we would be staying nearby. Well, sort of nearby. I quickly learned that while officially part of the Cape, Nantucket is completely surrounded by ocean, that is, an island, and is accessible only by ferry. These boats run frequently, but are either long or expensive. The cost involved in simply reaching the location would far outweigh any practical benefit I could receive from even an amazing workout. And yet, I decided to attend. I'm glad I did. Besides enjoying an early morning jaunt across the Atlantic, exploring the exclusive and iconic island, and yes, savoring a wonderful workout, I was able to meet my fitness hero live and forge a personal connection with him and his family. Of course, I also met some fascinating Jews who summer there, like a man who runs business development for all of Bermuda and the woman who organizes all of the Jewish activities on Nantucket. She invited me to Friday night services on the beach, but sadly I had to inform her that I would be long gone by then. I had this experience in mind when perusing the Parsha, which implores us to seek out and abide the leaders of each generation. And you shall come to the judge who will be in those days, and you shall observe to do according to all they instruct you. You shall not divert from the word they tell you, either right or left. The Talmud asks why the verse mentions judges who will be in those days. Would we ever consider that we are meant to consult an authority who is no longer living? Rather, the Talmud explains, the Torah is hedging against inevitable future rationalizations. People are bound to dismiss the leaders of their own generation always comparing them to those prior and finding them lacking. Perhaps these previous leaders were objectively of greater stature, yet every succeeding era has its luminaries and must appreciate them for who they are rather than who they cannot measure up against. Interestingly, fewer people today profess having heroes. A recent YouGov survey found only half of Americans responded affirmatively to this question. I can conjecture quite a few possibilities as to why that might be. The conflation of heroism with celebrity worship, coupled with unprecedented access via social media to details of their lives, invariably breeds disappointment. Generalized cynicism and deconstructionist tendencies pervade our culture. The internet age has democratized information so that experts no longer enjoy the status of a previous era. And, of course, some people may have been disillusioned by previous encounters. Yet, this is to our detriment. Ernest Hemingway was insightful when he wrote that, as you get older, it is harder to have heroes, but it is sort of necessary. Certainly, we should guard against hero worship. All leaders are themselves human, by definition, fallible and prone to lapses. But a healthy sense of admiration for those who have achieved meaningful triumphs, especially in the realm of character development, can offer us a guiding beacon for our own growth. Perhaps the most critical reason to identify such guides can be adduced from the Torah's insistence that we follow them either right or left. Quoting the Midrash, Rashi adds that we must heed the contemporary judge even if he tells you that right is left and that left is right. Surely he cannot mean that we should discount empirical reality. Instead, explains Rabbi Mordechai Kamenetsky, the lesson must be that we ourselves shackled to our own biases and basic instincts are often mistaken in our basic perceptions. 
Only a wise and invested advisor, a hero, can direct us appropriately. Still, if we find the word hero too objectionable, we might replace it with mentor, a term that is less charged and probably more descriptive anyway. Unlike the former term, mentorship enjoys a more favorable reputation, and I've found that young people crave it in an otherwise impersonal and bewildering world. In the few days before heading to Nantucket, I was directing a conference for student leaders of a new national business club I'm helping launch. One of the most coveted offerings of this society, called JBiz, is mentorship, fostering deep connections between undergraduates and accomplished business professionals who double as Jewish role models. Identifying our heroes, or if you will, our mentors, can be a Sisyphean task, and pursuing a personal relationship with them harder still. Yet we are enjoined to both acknowledge and heed the leaders in those days, in our days, not because they are perfect, but because they help us pursue our own perfection, elusive as it may be. Shabbat Shalom.